Hello and welcome to the Service Podcast. My name is Dan Bird and you join me on a wonderful Monday morning here in the UK. And what a weekend in the NFL we have had. Uh, we had some great comebacks. We had some wonderful performances from some loaded sides. And yeah, we had some competitive games. And it, you know, it was a great, great weekend in the league. Um, obviously, my team played on Thursday night. So I've been sat back, relaxed, had a couple of beers. We're watching the games and it was fantastic. Um, obviously, we've got the four games coming tomorrow, which I'm going to dive deeper into this afternoon uh, once I'm back from my my day job uh, and, and, and watch some tape and see how, how those those eight sides got on. But um, for now, we'll dive into the, the early games and uh, we'll start with the Rams at Carolina. Um, very competitive game, this. This is one on my on my list to watch, so I wasn't watching it too closely. Um, but it seemed like Jared Goff was getting the offense moving. Well, I, I didn't think he would. Um, I did pick Carolina in this one. And they, uh, they they came close against a really good uh, Rams side. Uh, the defense wasn't that good for the Rams. Uh, Newton had a little bit of joy against them. Um, no interceptions on the day. One interception on the day. Sorry, no TDs. But you know a lot of good throws downfield. Twenty-five of thirty-eight for two thirty-nine wasn't a bad bad return against that defense. Goff was twenty-three from thirty-nine for one eighty-six and a touchdown, which you know. Could be better, could be worse. Uh, a lot of good rushing from Todd Gurley and Christian McCaffrey with two touchdowns on the day for McCaffrey. Um, and yeah, the Rams are going to be a contender. They always will be in the NFC with Sean McVay and Gurley and that defense. They'll be they'll, they'll, they'll be a contender. Um, Carolina probably showing that they're not quite a contender just yet. I mean, they're in a tough division with the Saints. They probably come second in that division. Um, and make a push for the World Cup in such a competitive NFC, it's going to be difficult. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns, who were the stinker of the day, really going down forty-three to thirteen against the against the Tennessee Titans. Um, Baker Mayfield with three picks on the day. Um, two of those came when he was trying to chase the game. To be fair, one of them was a difficult a difficult throw into coverage, and it was sort of a wrestled away uh, interception. It wasn't a, a clear mistake. Um, Mariota was was the, the the star there really. Only fourteen completions, but for two forty eight and three touchdowns, uh, which really showed that he's maybe going to come into his of his own this year. And um, that AFC South is wide open, and they they need to be able to make a push there. T- ten wins will win the division, I believe, in in that division. And and yeah, they should be a playoff team again if Mariota can keep up this kind of form. Uh, twenty one points in the fourth quarter. For uh, for Tennessee, um, Cleveland never really had a, had a hope in this game. Really, um, you know, it's like the Galacticos in English football. Um, you can have all the stars you want. If you haven't got a, an offensive line in this case or a defense in that case, you're not gonna not gonna do much. And the offensive line caused a lot of problems for Mayfield. He was seeing shadows towards the end, and that's that's never good. Uh, Delaney Walker with two touchdowns on five receptions as well. Which um, yeah, it was nice to see after his, his injury um, last year, but yeah, the this game here, is, what can you take from week one? Really, the Titans showed that they are a good side. Um, we knew they're good. They just bought the pants off me in, the, in their old offense, um, in the old Matt the floor offense, which is very much continuing on um, this year as well. Uh, we got a lot of running the ball and. Gaining four or five yards, and Derrick Henry broke a big one as well for 75 yards, I think, um, on a reception. So, yeah, a lot of work to be done in Cleveland on, on the defensive line, and their defense itself. Miles Garrett was a non-factor in this game. So, yeah, a lot of work to be done in Cleveland if they're going to push um, push the Ravens. Moving on to the Chiefs uh, against the Jaguars. Um, there was a bit of a power rage in this game as well in the fourth quarter, but the game was done. 
um, way, way before that happened. Uh, Mahomes was, again, fantastic. 25-33 for 378 and three touchdowns. Um, yeah, he's incredible, isn't he? He's, there's no words for it. Tyreek Hill went down with an injury. Uh, he'll be over a couple of weeks, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL NFL Media. Um, we also saw Nick Foles go down with a with like a, a rotator cuff shoulder injury. Um, that was early in the first quarter, actually. Second quarter, maybe. Um, which kind of killed this game of the contest, to be honest. And yeah, and the Chiefs ran out, ran out winners. It was a competitive with Foles in there. They had um, Minshew as the, their back of quarterback, which is a fantastic name. They never played too bad. There's only three incompletions at 275 and two touchdowns. He had a bit of a killer interception, though, um, late on. Fournette with a costly, costly fumble, which cost them a touchdown in the third quarter. Um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. That was a great day for Fournette. Uh, Sean McCoy, eight, eight, 81 yards on 10 carries, was a decent uh, return for him. Sammy Watkins also, 198 and three touchdowns. I've never seen that kind of performance from from Sammy Watkins. That was nice to see uh, when Tyreek Hill went down. And the Chiefs fans will be pleased with that, that they've got a number one A and number one B in Watkins and, and Hill. Um, to, to sort of rotate in and yeah, that that looked decent for Kansas City, who looked like the team to beat um, this year. So we'll move on and move on swiftly with this Baltimore Miami game because it's kind of an embarrassment that Miami was so bad. Um, should a team be this bad in the NFL? I've not seen it in a long time where they just looked totally hopeless on both sides of the ball. Uh, Fitzpatrick was Fitzpatrick. They brought Rosen in. Who came in and threw a pick on his second touch, um, and yeah, it, it just looked bad. Um, Lamar Jackson, five touchdowns, three twenty-four, seven, seventeen and twenty. I don't care. In all honesty, it looks great. It's good in my fantasy teams, but it's against Miami, so we need to judge him next week, really, um, against a competent outfit. Uh, Mark Ingram again, two touchdowns, hundred and seven yards of fourteen carries. Looked good, looked like a number one back that they, they've wanted in, in, in Baltimore for quite a while. They've got that sort of two-headed rushing attack now with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram who can sort of, yeah. A lot of their yards in more competitive games will come on the ground, I feel, rather than um, through the air, which they did today. And yeah, Miami are hopeless. Um, Josh Rosen looked bad. The offensive line looked bad. It just it looks awful all round. They're, they're probably going to win one game, two games this year, and um, maybe that's the plan. Who knows? But I, I, yeah, it's what can you do? What can you say about Miami? Really, they'll sort of be passed over on um, a lot of my shows because it's just it's just awful. They're not competitive whatsoever. Moving on, it's Atlanta um, going down to Minnesota, twelve to twenty-eight, uh, twenty-eight to twelve. Uh, Minnesota winning that game at home. Um, they had a twenty-eight to, to, to nothing lead as well, which was uh, was quite impressive. Kirk Cousins um, did enough. He didn't need to do much really. Dalvin Cook did all the, the heavy lifting. Twenty-one carries for one hundred and eleven, two touchdowns. Did all the heavy lifting. Adam Thielen with three for forty-three and a touchdown as well. Um, Cousins just sat back and did did not a lot. Uh, Matt Ryan thirty-three for forty-six. Too many, too much throwing. Uh, too many picks as well. When the game was still competitive, two touchdowns towards the end, but they meant nothing. Um, and yeah, Austin Hooper nine for seventy, nine catches for seventy-seven yards. Could have been a touchdown for my bet though. Um, 
and yet Julio Jones is another factor, which is disappointing. But yeah, the, the Atlanta looked pretty awful on offense, to be honest, when it was a competitive game. Uh, Matt Ryan seems to not have any time in the pocket. Uh, that offensive line isn't bad, but uh, he seems to have no time in the pocket whatsoever, which is always alarming um, for, for, for any team, really. The offensive line is the core of everything, and uh, it wasn't there today. So Minnesota, on the other hand, Darwin Cook looks, uh, looks like a, a machine. Uh, he, he looks fantastic. And um, and yeah, I, I, I see uh, Minnesota pushing Green Bay and Chicago in that NFC North. It is the best division in football. There's not even a contest about it. It's, a, it's the best division in football. It's competitive. And there's three teams that should um, that deserve to be in the playoffs if it was a different format. And um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see how the NFC North shakes out. We'll move on to one of the most competitive games of the week. It was Buffalo at New York, who New York threw away that lead they had. They had a, a 16-point lead um, going into sort of mid-third quarter and, uh, and blew it. Uh, the Jets are the Jets, and they will always be the Jets. They can change their uniform, they can change the GM, they can change the stadium, they can change where they play. As long as they're the Jets, um, they'll always they'll always Jets it. Um, Josh Allen looked decent, a couple of picks early on, which uh, nearly cost his team, but came back in the third quarter and was, was decent. Um, 254 yards and a touch, two picks. was okay. Uh, Sam Darnold did, did bits, um, 28-41. For 175 and a touch. Um, Le'Veon Bell showed little bits and pieces. Um, and John Brown was the, the guy who got that, uh, that that touchdown to bring them back uh, within within a score um, in the fourth quarter. And yeah, this, this game, it was two average sides, really. Um, this divisional matchup is always going to be good. Uh, I, I like watching the, the, the Bills and, and the Jets uh, go at it. And and yeah, it was a competitive, competitive game. And it's a good road win for Buffalo. Um, the, the AFC is quite wide open in that wild card race. There's no real standout there going to be the wild card team, apart from the Chargers, maybe. Um, so that sixth spot is open um, for a contender to come in, and Buffalo could be that, like they were a couple of years ago. And yeah, there's not much more to say about this game. It was quite a drab affair, um, all the field goals, etc. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how both sides get on. Uh, over the course of the season, I don't think the Jets will be making too much of a push. Uh, Buffalo are they a bit the team to make the, the wild card push in that division, and the Patriots will run away with it like they always do. But um, let's move on to the Redskins at the um, at the Eagles. Uh, this was a competitive game. Also, Washington run out to a really big lead. Um, it was something like a like a seventeen point lead or, or what have you um, against Philadelphia. And um, Case Keenum looked good. No picks, 380 yards, three touchdowns. He looked good. Wentz looked good also, three touchdowns, 313. Um, not much defense being played in this game. Um, but, yeah, it was a competitive game. Philadelphia came back into it in the third quarter, though, and um, took a bit more of a commanding lead in that third quarter and sort of ran away. Ran away with it. The clash showed um, towards the end, uh, obviously, uh, Washington are running with those three rookie wide receivers as their three wide receiver options, and um, and yeah, they sort of lost the lost steam towards the end there. But Washington showed flashes, showed a good defense actually, a good backbone in the first quarter. Uh, Matt Ioannidis on their defensive line is a stud, um, and yeah, has been for quite a while now. Look good, uh, and yeah, the it, it it shows me the Philadelphia are going to contend in the NFC. 
uh, East uh, alongside the Cowboys um, the, and the Giants and Washington will be propping that division up, I would have thought. Uh, but Washington showed flashes and yet yeah, it was a competitive game until sort of Philadelphia showed their, their a bit of quality to Sean Jackson um, with two touchdowns, 154 yards, rolling back those years. And Darren Sproles also 47 yards on nine carries. So it's the OAP party in, in Philadelphia and they're trying to win another championship uh, with, with those older older players. So we're moving on into the late window games and we'll start with the first of the two overtime uh, games here. And it sees the Chargers go over against the Indianapolis Colts, winning in overtime. Um, I, to be honest, I didn't see too much of the of the late window, especially towards the end. Um, I was sort of contemplating watching it or not. And um, and yeah, we see we see the Chargers go up here. I saw bits and pieces of the, the first the first two quarters and the Chargers looked totally in control. It seems to me Indianapolis came back into this recovery set with two touchdowns for 190. Philip Rivers, 333 for three touchdowns. He's, he's always going to be um, throwing big yards. T.Y. Hilton for two touchdowns and 87 yards. And Keenan Allen for one touchdown and one, two, three um, yards. So, And also the two backs in this game showed that you don't need uh, lead backs. You don't need a Le'Veon Bell. You don't need Mark, uh, Melvin Gordon. And that won't help his case. That Eckler looked you know, good in this game. Uh, 12 rushes, 58 and a touch. So I can't see Melvin Gordon getting his contract anytime soon. But uh, it's a good win for the Chargers. The, the, the Colts will, will run out of steam in a lot of these games, I would have thought. And um, if they sort of go 0-2, 0-3, we'll start to see um, Brissett break down, I think. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's not a starter. He's not a franchise guy. And it, it showed here. Um, we'll move on to the game I was focusing the most on in the in the late window until I, I left the scene. Uh, it was Cincinnati against Seattle. Uh, Seattle twenty one to twenty winners. Um, I thought Cincinnati looked really good in the first two two three quarters. They 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 ran Seattle close. They got a good John Ross score towards the end of the um, of the first half, uh, which brought it level again. I believe it was, or well, they took the lead actually seventeen to fourteen uh, with that late score. Seattle left too much time on the clock. Um, for them to drive back down the field. Uh, Wilson looked okay. He wasn't spectacular. Andy Dalton looked really good. 418 passing yards. Um, and yeah, he was spreading it around to Boyd and to Arthur and to John Ross. And AJ Green wasn't really missed at all. Um, and yeah, Giovanni Bernard, 21 carries, uh, 21 yards and 7 carries. Joe Mixon wasn't really a factor in the rushing game. Chris Carson once goes 46 for a touch. And 35 uh, receiving yards for a touchdown also. Seattle do run out 21-20 to 20 winners in this this game. I didn't see the, the fourth quarter. Maybe uh, Cincinnati ran out of steam there. But they look good in the first three quarters. Um, I don't think they'll, they'll contend, like I say, for playoff place or anything. But Zach Taylor is building something there. Um, Andy Dalton seems to have one good year, one bad year. So this may be his good year in, in Cincinnati um, as he rolls up in, those, in, in age. So we'll move on to the other overtime game, which ends in a tie, uh, Detroit and Arizona. Um, I chose Arizona in this game, and I don't know if I would give myself that or not. Uh, Kyler Murray, 308 yards with two touchdowns on 54 attempts. That's way too much for a rookie quarterback. Matt Stafford, 45 attempts with 27 completions and three touchdowns for 385 yards. So I didn't really focus in on this game as well, to be fair. But um, it seemed to be a pretty drab first quarter. Um, a lot of punts on both sides. And then Detroit exploded with 17 points in the second quarter um, to really open it up. And then Arizona pound their way. They've got six points 
until the fourth quarter where they got 18 and uh, brought it level um, in the fourth quarter. I will go back and watch this game again. Uh, not Obviously not for, for the show, but just to see how bad or good Arizona were um, on offense in those first those first three quarters, see how see how bad it was. Um, and yeah, the overtime period ended in a tie. Two field goals either side. Um, both of these sides are bottle feeders, in my opinion. I don't think Detroit was very good, nor Arizona, so um, it was a battle of the bottom feeders. Larry Fitzgerald rolling back the year, 113 yards on eight receptions for a touchdown. David Johnson for 82 yards, which is nice to see. He's uh, coming back into his element. Amandola, 104 on a touch on seven catches. So we've got a couple of games, a couple more games to run through in this late window. We've got the Giants going down to Dallas. Um, Zeke Elliott for only 53 yards on a touchdown. Dak Prescott, four touchdowns, 405 yards on 25 attempts. He obviously looked good in this game. This is another one I was focusing on a bit more in this uh, in this late window. And Michael Gallup, 158 yards on seven touches. I thought Randall Cobb looked good as well in the first two quarters of what I saw. He was opening up um, that slot for, uh, for Dak Prescott, playing the Cole Beasley role. But obviously he's a little bit more athletic and a little bit more um, nimble than Cole Beasley and quicker. So Eli Manning, 44 attempts. 30 completions, 306, and a touchdown wasn't uh, wasn't going to get it done. Um, only one score in the first quarter, one score in the second quarter. Evan Ingram was sort of the, the highlight of their offense with 116 off 11 and a touchdown. So, and Saquon Barkley for 120 yards off 11 carries, which is a really good return for him. The the Cowboys will be a, a, another contender, I think, for getting in the playoffs. The Giants not so much. Um, they'll be propping up that division and the and the entire conference really. Uh, it's just a matter of time when when we see Daniel Jones really, isn't it? Um, Eli Manning is done in New York. It's just when when they pull the plug on him. And uh, the Cowboys, if they get that sort of play out of Prescott every week, they're going to be a scary scary prospect in this uh, in this NFL this year. Um, and yeah, I I can't see that production from Prescott all year. We have, as obviously it's contract season and. That will be uh, pushing him on somewhat, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Wait and see on the Cowboys, to be honest. Um, see if we can get more production out of Zeke. Obviously, he has no much of a preseason and had that contract dispute, etc. I thought he'd come back with a vengeance here, but he hasn't. Um, maybe we'll see that in week two. And the final game in the late window before we move on to Sunday night football is the 49ers going over against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31 17. Um, Buccaneers, from what I saw, and I was going to be focusing on this game uh, for tomorrow's episode. Uh, Winston, like, was getting a lot of seven-step drops and uh, wasn't giving himself a was given too much time, in fact, uh, to make those made those long throws. He sort of misread and yeah, three picks on the day, one touchdown. Garoppolo, one pick, one touchdown. It wasn't really a passing affair. Uh, wasn't too many yards in the game. San Francisco with fourteen points. In the third quarter, kind of killed it off, to be honest, as a contest. Uh, George Kittle, 54 yards and eight carries, and eight, eight receptions, sorry. Um, and Raheem Mostert, uh, 40 yards on nine carries. So this wasn't really an offensive um, showing. A lot, of the, a lot of the touchdowns came from Tampa Bay interceptions, in fact. Um, and obviously the, the return yards were, were the key there. So a lot of work for both sides to do here. Garoppolo didn't look that good. In the, in the bits I was watching on Red Zone. And obviously Winston. He's James Winston. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes throughout the rest of the season. With Bruce Arians. If they're bad enough. I think they may draft a quarterback. And uh, say goodbye to James Winston. But uh, 
we'll just wait on that one. And we'll move on finally to Sunday night football. Pittsburgh 3, New England 33. I um, had this one as my sort of shock, surprise, maybe uh, an underdog win. Man, man. I didn't see any of this game. I'll go back and watch it and I'll give you a bit more information tomorrow. But Pittsburgh looked bad. Only three points and only third, three points in the third quarter. They looked, they were tw- down something like 20, 20 to nothing or, or what have you um, in the third quarter. Uh, Brady did what Brady does. 24 at, uh, completions for 341 and three touchdowns. Roethlisberger didn't have a good, a bad game. Only one pick, uh, 276. And uh, Edelman, 83 yards on six, six receptions. Brex Burkhead, 44 yards on eight carries. James Conner was a non-factor. Juju Smith-Schuster was the best receiver of the lot. Um, and, and yeah, Brady was just controlling this game from what I can see on the box score and what I've read this morning. He was just sort of taking full control of this game and the, the, the Steelers had no real chance in this one. Um, the rookie linebacker apparently had a good game. Obviously, I'll give you more info on Sunday Night Football tomorrow's show um, when I go back and watch it. Uh, but yeah, that seems to be the end of the show. Uh, it was uh, my first recap of, uh, of the, 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 the week's games. Um, I think what I'll do next week is I'll actually um, go back and watch the full Red Zone. And maybe the Monday shows will be slightly later. I want to get this show up uh, nice and early for you so you can get uh, on your morning commutes, etc. So I hope you enjoyed the, this episode. Um, if you want to give us a follow, please do at Zone Blitz Pod on Twitter. Uh, share on Spotify, like us on iTunes, leave a review, all that good stuff helped me grow a little bit faster and um, and yeah, we'll see you tomorrow have a good day